Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello everyone, and more specifically, Hello to you. I'm Pete Donaldson from the Football Ramble, just checking in for another bonus episode from the Ramble Archives, this time from the 2017-2018 season. We've got a whole lot of stuff in this episode, including uh, Mick McCarthy mugging off his own fans, uh, some wholesome tweeting uh, from lovely, big, cuddly Neville Southall, and Scott McTominay's Player of the Season Award. Bizarre stuff. We're going to be kicking things off with this. Are you, suggesting, are you suggesting that Soccer Emma finally put together a banter missile that could reach the mainland? I think so, yeah. <laughs> it could hit Miami. <laughs> Main, mainland banter land. <laughs> there we are. Anyway, speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, back due to overwhelming popular demand. Lord. He's back. He's going for gold, for ladies the, and gentlemen. For the 2017, 2018 vintage. Oh. You've even recycled the going for gold um, live theatre show jingle. I know. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys ready to play? I guess I need to kind of reset and explain the yeah. admin, really. You, what, yeah. you give people the, the, the skinny on what it is. Basically, I read out a set of clues pertaining to a mystery footballer, and you guys have to buzz in hmm. and tell me who it is before I get to the end of my clues. And it's yeah. as simple as an unalloyed as that. It's one guess per clue each. Mm. You can't, yeah. you can't, you've got to be disciplined on it. Yeah, and you've got to say stop. Yeah, you've got to say stop. And whoever says stop first gets to guess first. <laughs> I'll tell you right? what, the, the people were, were wanting this back, and it is there. But people love playing along at home so cool strap yourselves in listeners yeah. alright you ready yeah yep. Lord. I am a Champions League winner stop is it Clarence Seedorf <laughs> no it's not Clarence Seedorf <laughs> stop Jimmy Traore it's Jimmy Traore it's fucking Jimmy fuck you in your fat face what a start <laughs> you know me 
Well, I hope you've enjoyed going for goal. Unbelievable. Right, you can have the rest of the... Oh, no. rest of the... For fuck's sake. Me. <laughs> to be fair, Pete, he's the he's like the known sort of obscure Champions League winner. People are going, oh, Jimmy Traore. Well, you know the what will be next week now, don't you, Jimmy Traore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that had too. Jimmy Bellardio. Oh. If Rafa goes, what do you think? Is that enough experience? Steve for the Watson job? played every uh, position on the pitch back in the day, apart from goalkeeper. I think. Did he not? Did he oh, no, one? wait, no, it might be centre-back he didn't play. One of the positions he didn't play. I think he had a little stint I think he goal. did have a stint and goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can I fast-forward you guys just to, just because I want to get Pete's opinion on it, <laughs> the quote of the summer Here we go. from the aforementioned Mike Ashley, yep. who we talked about. Um, oh, well, listen, this this will tell you exactly what he is, in fact, spending <laughs> his money on. Um, he said, I'll just read the quote, unfettered okay. quote. Right. My thing is not to drink regularly. <laughs> it is binge drinking. I am trying to get drunk. <laughs> And he also described himself as a power drinker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like amazing. a power lifter. You forget the context. It was in a court of law. Yeah, and, and it was <laughs> referencing, referencing a, a business meeting which he had to excuse himself from the table at, in a pub yeah. and uh, vomit in the fireplace. <laughs> Didn't so, even know well. This is the stuff he's, he's happy to talk about. <laughs> I know, right. Well, what's he, <laughs> what's he, what's he covering up? Leaving out? In yeah. front of the law. What's he covering up? To be honest, mon- Monday through, like, Sunday through Thursday, I don't drink at all, but Friday, Saturday, I'm very much in the Ashley camp. You're a power drinker. I'm yeah. a power drinker. <laughs> Yeah. Me Same and him, we love you, that. Um, yeah. <laughs> talk, it, talk it out. Thrash out some business deals. Yeah, thrash out. <laughs> <laughs> one of you later forgets agreeing to. Probably you. Vomit in a fireplace. I've bought a human-sized fidget spinner to play in defence. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, you know, you're the voice of Sports Direct Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, minions. Keep working. Yeah. <laughs> if indeed you are working today, yeah. zero hours. Oh, it is binge drinking. I'm trying to get drunk. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. In his 40s, he's isn't he? succeeding. <laughs> in his 40s or his 50s? I mean, yeah. Something like that. It won't matter if he carries on like that. No. And it's unlike the Rangers fans to act a little bit silly yeah. in response. Eh? It's all about how you respond to things lots in life, of, I find. Lots of people who listen to this show are always like, we ain't talking about Scotland. Make us talk about it. <laughs> you have done now. For all the right, wrong yeah. reasons. But I, I <laughs> the highlight for me was the, um, the St. Johnston Motherwell game. Yeah. 4-1 to, to St. Johnston. Mark McGee's former club I mean, Motherwell. I mean, this game... <laughs> I would implore you can watch the extent, a decent, well, I'll say extended highlights. I mean, it's impossible to leave anything out. Well, there was five goals. Yeah, on the BBC website, there's highlights of it. It runs to about five or six minutes. The game was utterly amazing, right? I've got a little praise of it here. So St Johnston went ahead with the world's shittest goal, yep. right, straight away. So you, uh, you know you're fully anchored in Scottish football and that. Right, that's where I'm watching the um, And they doubled their lead with a nice goal, but the defending was poor. Then the world get back into it with a goal from a set piece. And you think, OK, this is a, this is a good game. It's 2-1. You know, mm-hmm. Second half, it goes absolutely <laughs> mad, right? Trevor, Trevor Carson, who used to play for Portsmouth, literally picks up the ball outside his area. But it's, it's like there's a, it's a, it's a through ball played... Trevor Carson thinks, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get to that. Mm. So rather than just sort of slide in and, and do like a, a defender's type tackle, just yeah. picks the ball up. So <laughs> he's off. Yeah, that's right. It. So he, he gets sent off. Yeah. Motherwell refused to defend again and, uh-huh. and just let St Johnson in. He, he scores and and then and then um, McHugh, who in the same way that Chelsea reacted badly to their red card, mm. McHugh for um, for the, for the well. <laughs> He, he, he's on a yellow anyway, yeah. and he throws a huge assault <laughs> on the St. Johnson player. So, so he walks. As he walks, one of the St. Johnson players is pointing at him and laughing. Right? So that, that's the type of game it is. Yep. Um, the other one, Steve, Steve Robinson's going mad as well. And the best thing is like, the piece de resistance, right? Is Charles Dunn commits a, pro- a professional foul mm-hmm. and he's sent off again. So my world down to eight. eight yeah. yeah, he was sent off midweek <laughs> in a different competition. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> 
football. There's like so many red cards. And then, and then they get a penalty, St Johnson. Yeah. The keeper, who's let an absolute softy one earlier, mm. saves the penalty, and then um, and then they score a fourth anyway. So that's it. There we yeah. are. So Three four one. Red. Four Go one. St Johnson. Motherwell uh, down to down to eight men. Those highlights will be on the BBC website. Please watch it. It's brilliant. <laughs> Mark McGee. Jimmy, are you looking forward to anything on the weekend? Lauren Koscielny. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long, pal. Yeah, yeah. Fair I'm looking for... Well, I, I don't, he probably won't play, but uh, if he does, Adnan Yanazai, he signed uh, for Real Sociedad for £8 million. Man United have a buyback clause, you know. Oh, yeah. never burn your bridges. This is modern football. Um, Adnan told reporters that he will dedicate his first goal that he scores for Real Sociedad to Louis van Gaal as they didn't get on very well at Old Trafford and van Gaal basically wanted him out of the club. And I thought, you don't understand how dedications work, really. It's petty. Right? It's petty, isn't it? It's only that when you've scored it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, you're creating a problem here. <laughs> Rest assured, by the way, if I know anything about Louis van Gaal, he literally no longer knows who Adnan Yanzai is. <laughs> he's well and truly got and rid of him. And to be honest, when, you know, he's going to pass away probably sooner than Yanazai, if, if, if you're ever in for a ghosting, if you're ever in for a spooking, I bet van Gaal's bang up for that. What are you going on about? What? <laughs> Who would you be? Yeah, you wake up in the middle of the night and a ghostly apparition that is Louis, Louis Van Hal is at the bottom of your bed shouting, Listen to Saxophone Lady! And then the, the ghost saxophone lady comes in. Oh, it'd be a mess. Do you, um... Can I just finish, finish this off by that saying, would be a mess. At time of recording, Louis Van Hal is very much alive. <laughs> do you experience a lot of Dutch ghosts in the night? <laughs> yeah. They kind of do. Oh, yeah. Busman's holiday, really. <laughs> I was just moaning all the time. Yeah. Don't say bus. No, sorry, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, then. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, they treat him normally there, according to, to Jose Mourinho. And they call him Z. I love the fact that he says that they treat him normally when they're opening a road in his honour. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's his idea of the, yeah. how he should be treated <laughs> by yeah. everyone all the time. Yeah. Well, so, Cristiano, why did you go back to Madeira? Another statue, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they bring an island after me. This one, not yet. <laughs> Soon enough. If it was in England, it would be Mourinho Road, wouldn't it? Marina Road? Mourinho Road? You're right, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that yeah. is the gist of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are right. Yeah, I'm fine. Don't fight, mate. Yeah. I've been away for too long. Hang I'll, on a I'll minute. I'll have a fight with you if you want. Save oh, it for yeah. Russia next summer, lad. <laughs> <laughs> All right? God, so mate, plenty of air there. Imagine that. Imagine wanting to have a fight with someone, but agreeing to put it off for nine months. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of that, there was a guy um, who, back in our home in our hometown, it's like a sm- pretty small village. Really. Just down Luke Moore Road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was going back there for an unveiling of a road. But no, no, and we're no, going no. down memory no. lane. And no, there was this guy there who used to be a real, like, a real wrongen back in the day. He's about, he's about my dad's age. Yeah, now. yeah, but he's here with us now, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> and, uh, no, but he honestly was a real wrongen. And um, my mate said that um, he came up to him in the pub and said to my mate, "Oh, is your dad still knocking about?" And my mate went, "What are you talking about?" He went, "Tell him I'm still looking for him." Won't you? <laughs> I think, it was like some sort of, I think it was like some sort of like argument there, like back in the seventies. So this is like in two thousand and four. Wow, yeah. yeah. I, I respect it. That's one of my mates. So in Edinburgh, he bumped into the old, the old secondary school bully. Yeah, mm. and he was chatting. About, I mean, this is years on, years yeah. on from from you know 10, 11, 12 years on from from secondary school. And he saw him. He's like, "Hey, are you getting on, pal?" Here, and they always got on quite well. And yeah. he said, "Ah, oh, do you need do, do you need anybody battered or anything like that?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm 28. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to bat- 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 b
was on the pitch. It was the same old Arsenal, but it's the same old Wenger as well. well it's familiarity breeding contempt. Exactly. Yeah. There's no but, way people would be having the conversation they're having about it after the second game if it wasn't Wenger. I yeah, thought Wenger might have. Yeah. I thought Wenger might have taken a leaf out of Real Salt Lake coach Mike Petke's uh, book when handing out photos in the press conference. This was prove, absolutely amazing. To prove his uh, his his thoughts on the game. Because Wenger does like say this, that and the other, I didn't see it and this happened. And mm. he was, a, you know, was actually, if you if you, uh, if you saw this, ladies and gentlemen, Salt Lake City coach, he handed out photos in a press conference to prove his player was fouled at a crucial moment during the match. Who printed this out for John? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Petke is the guy, long-term listeners of the Ramble. Mm. Do you remember the famous coach? Coach! Oh, was that Whoa! him? That's Mike Petke because he used to be the coach of the New York Red Bulls. Right, OK. And he was absolutely fuming. (laughs) I've never seen a manager more angry. And the best thing was he... um, He printed it out in colour. Wasteful. He had it printed out in colour and he kept saying to his assistant who was brilliantly called Trey. (laughs) Trey, pass these out, Trey. Pass these out, Trey. (laughs) Serve them up, Trey. (laughs) On the tray. He, said, he also said at some point, if I do not do what I do, you mean lose my temper, he means, um, I cannot sleep for the next four weeks. <laughs> Why four doesn't weeks? lose his temper? Yeah. Well, is it, it just simmering the whole time? Yeah. And he also said, I had two more examples of this, but the freaking printer didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Probably ran out of credit and his printers have out all the time. And he finishes the point by saying, that he sort of trails off by saying, but the freaking printer didn't work, but... Um, We'll get them out to you, don't worry. We'll get them sent to you. We're all right, thanks. All the journalists are just like, nah, don't yeah. Thank goodness for that. At one, at one point, because he, he's talking about his player getting punished unfairly for, for some particular physical altercation, mm. which he thinks was, was innocuous. And, and one, of the, one of the handouts he gives out and is, um, he's, he starts going, look at him, look at him, that's a freaking headlock. <laughs> it does. He's got a headlock. Like, a freaking headlock. <laughs> Very WWE. Oh, that's great. I mean, he just came out with like, uh, well, those little kind of uh, models of... Uh, uh, famous poems that uh, kids make at school. Dioramas. Have you made like a diorama yeah. of the situation? Or maybe like made one of those science um, volcanoes. And that's how angry I am! Yeah. Yeah. That's how mad I am! If Pass you, it out! If Pass you, it around! <laughs> if you merge, Get bike up in your face! If you merge Spurs is, uh, the base of Spurs' midfield, it would be a diorama, of course. Would you... Would but, you um, would it, yeah, good. Yeah. Think about that, everybody. Would, no. that was bloody excellent. <laughs> <laughs> you mixed up the word dire and dire. Any more side points? To produce a dire... A wanyama, did you say? Sorry. You see, you didn't uh, think about it, you see. Hear it. Yeah, we are. Get, as soon as, as, soon as you start getting punny, and it's that, I close my ears. Well, my yeah. ears just skin over. Yeah, something, something about your system shuts down, doesn't it? Yeah. Is there a firewall for puns in your programming? <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see Mike, uh, Mike Petka just come into a press conference next week with a massive strip of magnesium. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Blind if in the room. That's how angry I am right now. <laughs> I've been staring at the eclipse for the last yeah. three hours. Oh, I can't bl- see anything. You're blind anyway. You couldn't see that red card. <laughs> but it was a great... Blind squirrels are nuts, in my opinion. It's <laughs> a hell of a nut to stumble yeah. upon, isn't yeah. it, though? My goodness, it's not the only uh, honest story we heard on radio uh, recently. I didn't hear this, of course. I read about this. Um, uh, perhaps uh, some of our listeners will be au fait with Happy FM in Ghana. Right. Mm-hmm. A joyous listener, I'm assuming. Um, well, this was very, very interesting indeed because Alhaji Babagedo, the president of second tier Amadeus Professionals uh, in Ghana, again, a team that uh, we're name. all very mm. familiar with. It's a great name for a team. He was discussing um, some refereeing standards and whatnot. And it's a, it, refereeing standards will always be discussed no matter what league you go, yeah. no matter which country, so on and so forth. And and then he was a man who, as I say, he's a president of a second tier side. So he's got a bit standing in the game a bit of importance and you think I wonder I what you might be building up the same game, right? <laughs> I used to pay countless fat bribes to referees <laughs> oh my god here we go <laughs> not just skinny ones fat bribes let me put, let me put my seatbelt on <laughs> 
Now I'm ready. <laughs> but I've stopped now. That's uh, good. Yeah, fair enough. Because I didn't benefit from it. Oh, well, right. well, Okay. You sort of popped yourself on the moral well, high ground. Has he, then... he found that other people are bribing more? <laughs> well, he went on to say, you pay the bribe and the referee will still go ahead and rob you, which means he also collected a bribe from your opponents. That's what pissed me off. You've got no cause to complain. Yeah, he, no. was on, he occupied the moral high ground and went tumbling back into the no, valley. he did occupy the moral high ground. <laughs> he, oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah he did. Come on. He's, He's opening gambit is yeah. I used to pay them fat yeah, bribes, yeah. yeah. But clearly other, pl- other teams paid them uh, fatter yeah. bribes. I'd like, you, but I'd like to know what world you're living in, Marcus, where owning a up to a, an actual crime is occupying yeah. the moral high ground. The, the best you can offer that is that he's been honest, but he's only being honest about his own dishonesty. Yeah, yeah that's because he's nowhere for him to go. It didn't work, <laughs> <laughs> and it's pissed him off. Yeah. <laughs> what am I to do? Yeah, oh, this guy. Ah, oh, I feel not sorry for him. No, my goodness. Yeah, well, that's. Uh... Uh, are doing uh, this year. Uh, Portugal beat Hungary 1-0 away. I was in Hungary over the weekend and I visited one of the most beautiful stadiums I've ever been to. Which one? The Pancho Arena. Ah. Um, but it's such a shame because if you read up about the Pancho Arena, it's uh, it's not for, for nice reading, especially if you're a Hungarian citizen. Have you, do you know Viktor Orban? No. Who's the, who's the, Enlighten us. No, he's the... He's the, he's the the leader of Hungary, right. it's more accurate to say, okay. shall we say. And the, how this stadium was financed has been come into question. So is this a new stadium? It's, a, it's about two years old, I right. think. And uh, it's, it's, it's a very small stadium. It's only about 3,500, hmm. uh, which uh, is double the population of the village it's in. Oh, Happ- Happens to be the village where he's from. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a statue up. Wow. Honestly, the, the house that he owns uh, in this village... It is a stone throw. In fact, it's pissing, literally pissing Is the stadium distance. just in his garden? Pretty much. <laughs> it's absolutely shocking. It's well worth a read if wow. you're into Has your... he got deep pockets? Let's move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, well, I've got an email about this, actually. Oh, have you? From uh, Jimmy Allen. Hello, Jimmy Allen. He says, hello, Ramblers. This weekend I was in the beautiful city of Budapest for our ah. friend Stag Do. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oi, oi. Ed's on. A lovely time was had by all. And to top it off, I got to see Man of the People. He puts in inverted commas. An all-round <laughs> good guy, Marcus Speller, tucking into some pre-flight grub. Yeah, that would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Can I speculate as to what you were eating? Yeah, uh, I'm trying uh, to remember. All day breakfast, no cuppa, orange Fanta, <laughs> no ingredients you couldn't buy in an off-license. Yeah, no sauce. <laughs> in, Absolutely. Within the M25. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> barely right? any moisture involved at <laughs> all. <laughs> Luton's outside the M25. Okay. Is he saying on the way in or the way out? Well, I think it's on the way out. But basically... Well, on the like way to... out, there's no all-day breakfast in Budapest. Yeah, but I My reckon you would have taken the sausages do? with you. Yeah, they've got fine sausages over there. <laughs> well, so you just take a string of sausages with you to the airport, <laughs> no. like a cartoon dog. <laughs> he says, what I'd like to know is, uh, was I correct telling my friends that it's rude to go and speak to somebody while they're halfway through a meal, as I had to battle the urge to make the great man himself with my awkward-slash-polite Britishness? Was great in inverted commas as well. <laughs> <laughs> he bottled it, basically, uh, which my friends all thought was hilarious. If you see me pissed up on the continent, stay away. Come on, no, no, come, come on, come on. Come on. Um, no, <laughs> of course you could have come and said yeah. hello. He says, what were you doing in Budapest alone and on an international weekend? I was visiting the Pancho Arena. There we go. I got an invite from Victor Orban. <laughs> Marcus can go where he wants. And yeah. a big <laughs> the football round. <laughs> That's libelous. Let's move on. Again. Oh yeah, sorry. Greece <laughs> one, Belgium two. <laughs> I love that you've literally taken over the hunting duties now <laughs> to get away from this. <laughs> the Belgians are there. Yeah, the, Belgians are there. Oh, the Belgians are there. The Belgians. Oh, Marcus, Marcus can Pete be you for a bit? I was enjoying yeah. it. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm still struggling to remember what I was eating. That's an. Oh, it was a slice of pizza. Good. There we are. Yes, it was. Yeah. Meat feast. Uh, right. The Belgians are there. They Sausage beat feast. <laughs> 
<laughs> Picked out all the veggie bits. Yeah. Uh, Didn't have the dip. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically a meal accoutrement, and I'm not in getting involved. <laughs> what do you mean you don't put gravy on a pizza? <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, dear. And if he gets a, a chance to shoot, he should have a pop. Who, who, <laughs> <laughs> who are the, some of the German players that we're going to be coming up against, Mark? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. We can talk about some of these players, and I think, Ashley Young, you know, yeah, Man United managers have seen a bit of him. And... Do you know what I'm going to do? Give me a list of the German names, and okay. I'll give you a reason why England shouldn't be scared of them. Yeah, well, these, these are a handful of uh, names from the Germany squad to put England's squad in perspective. Uh, Ike Gundogan. Can't get in the City team. <laughs> Carry on, next. Under Southgate wouldn't be in the side. Emery Chan. Plays in front of the back four for a Liverpool side that have already conceded 17 goals this season. Tony Cruz. Uh, was recently in a team beaten by Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> also ill. I yeah, think. yeah. Oh, is he? Apparently so. Oh, yeah, he's not got the stomach for it, Jim. No, exactly. Um, Sammy Kadira. Plays for a team that struggled to beat Benevento, the worst team in Serie A history last week. But they did beat him. Struggled. And he's won the World Cup. Next. <laughs> Meza <laughs> Ozil. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, Mario. Uh, World Cup uh, finalist, goal scorer, Mario Goetze. Bombed out of Bayern Munich <laughs> and uh, once got a stiffy in public. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, look it up. You no, see yeah. it, Jim, you? Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to specifically look it up. Just yeah. Google him. <laughs> yeah. I think Peter Beagree got one as well. There we go. The He's not the German squad, though, is no, he? No. no. <laughs> Next. Motorbike. Um, Manchester City starlet Leroy Sané. Okay, I genuinely can't think of a bad thing about him. <laughs> Mats Hummel. Uh, played in a 2 0 defeat to Hoffenheim recently in September. Okay. And uh, looked bad. Uh, Jerome Boateng. Couldn't even cut it at Man City. <laughs> <laughs> also injured. Yeah. Right, well, I don't have to worry about him. Uh, and Joshua Kimmich. Also played in that 2-0 defeat to Hoffenheim. So yeah. What are you worried about? In the bag. Yeah. yeah. I'm not doing it with the Brazil team. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be disrespectful to yourself. If <laughs> can, I, can I get involved with uh, a little bit of uh, Neville Southall? No. No, you can. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Big, yeah, big yeah, Nev yeah. on Twitter has been magnificent the last few weeks. Mm. Uh, he loves skeletons. He hates Tories. <laughs> it's just a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful... Uh, the, the, last night, if you're gay, straight, trans or anything else, confusing gay, straight and trans there, uh, you should be able to be what you want, not live a lie without discrimination or prejudice. Somebody replies, what about Tory skeletons? They are none. <laughs> they don't have souls. <laughs> wow. Uh, when, when you look at a person's eyes, you see them really mm. trying. Someone with a million cigarettes struggling along, trying to cope best they can, humans. Uh, and then somebody replies to that, Hey, Nev, uh, can you recommend a book on your good self, please? He says, No, mate. He's got his own autobiography. I could recommend one. In Search of Perfection. I told you all about it before. Mm. Big Nev signed it for me once. It, it, is that um, it's, Big it's, Nev's autobiography? It's, it's half, no, it's half goalkeeping manual, half sort of like his oh, ideas nice. about stuff. And, and also, um, has Neville tweeted much about how he tried to sue his own daughter? <laughs> no, he, did, he does not tweet <laughs> about that, no. Okay, yeah. Well, he did, well the thing that sort of kicked off, October well, I mean, the 3rd... That is something that literally happened. I know, well, but people, yeah, but look, people look. need the chance to be able to redeem themselves. And he Come has on. redeemed himself. October the 3rd, this, the start of this skeleton nonsense, uh, was all from this tweet saying, I love the thought of recycled skeletons. Imagine walking down your street and all your dead relatives were lampposts. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I can't sue a skeleton, though, can he? No. <laughs> A football legend has sued his 19-year-old daughter to get back £55,000 oh, worth of trophies. That was ages ago. October 6th, two crows sitting on a tree above a graveyard. One says to the other, where's them effing skeletons? I am devastated. I idolise my dad. I don't know how I'll pay the cost. October 5th, skeletons have arms, legs and back make ideal chairs. <laughs> 
October 5th, later in the day. Imagine skeletons handlebars on your motorbike made from arms. This is this is bizarre. Breaking would be so easy and fun. Oh dear. Right, ladies and gentlemen. I just love Neville Southall. Thank you very much for listening. We found something you do like, and that's important. Tactics. Well, I was about to say, Pete's threshold for um, for sh- shocking behaviour is a lot higher than other people. So. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> I'm very forgiving. Mm. Yeah, you are. Indeed, yes. Mm. Shall we go to Brazil, gentlemen? Fancy it. Let's well, it's a bit jet-lagged already, to be honest, mate. Yeah, but, just got oh, back. I know, jeez. The, you know, the, the continent where we'd have a little bit of reggaeton, Peter. Pete should have gone straight there. He the old gone... samba spirit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? The old sambles. Get your, uh, get your sambas on. Um, ibis sport from the northeast of the country, or ibis sport. Or the, I'll say ibis, otherwise it sounds silly. Um, from my the hotel brand. <laughs> That's ibis, yeah. Ibis. Um, they're, they're from the northeast of uh, Brazil. They play in the lowest division of the Pernambuco Championship and are self-dubbed the worst team in the world. This was a piece in the Guardian, very interesting indeed. They were officially crowned the worst team in the world after going three years and eleven months without winning a match in the eighties, which is which is quite uh, spectacular. They're deeply concerned at the moment, though, as the side have won three in a row. It could have been four. I couldn't find their result on Sunday. Funnily enough, the Pernambuco uh, Championship doesn't rank high on the Google search uh, <laughs> engine. But uh, so they've won three in a row. Could have been four, but definitely three in a row. And and the fans feel this is ruining their identity. <laughs> Now, Pete Donaldson, if this is not the team for you, I yeah. don't know what is. <laughs> Die-hard Ibis sport fan. Right yeah. up my street. Yeah. Right, right up my straws. I'll tell you what, if there's a successful takeover in Newcastle, he's going to Ibis sport. It's, like, it's like when, um, when the Glazers took over at United and all those fans started supporting FC United. Yeah. This Manchester. is your FC United, Peter. Yeah. That's my feeder club, indeed. <laughs> well, after the team um, won their third straight match, fans piled into a bar where the players were having a drink to celebrate the win, and the fans asked them to stop winning. Yeah. One fan <laughs> said this is destroying our history <laughs> Pete this is what you all what do they go to the football for what I don't know joy? I don't know to enjoy the opposition presumably yeah, yeah. Presumably, exactly yeah. well other fans went on social media to complain they are from the north east I mean <laughs> yes it's like, oh, like, I like this it's, your interest is peaked isn't it yeah. I can tell what's, what's the kit look like <laughs> one of uh, one what's of, the one, major airport one of, one of the fans complained on social media saying this is a worrying situation in the long term to stop being an icon and to just be another winning team it's the coach's fault <laughs> Doing his job. Love it. <laughs> doing his job. Uh, and this is great. A former player for them, a midfielder called Mauro Shampoo. That has to be a nickname. Have you seen a picture of Mauro Shampoo? Well, hence the nickname. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a magnificent Wait, it's, Oh, it's a nickname. He's their conditioning oh. coach, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, he boasts that he only scored one goal in 10 years and said this winning is bad for the team's brand. I, I think if he gets to... Something's come along and it's burst our bubble. I think he could... Um, I think he could really shine if he was giving a bit of chance. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> I expected more from you. Hey. Rather than just a shampoo song being Well, at the song. moment, Luke, it's damage Sorry, repair, isn't it? It is damage repair, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you get all of your shower of shit. What are you what? You shower of shit? You have to let yourself down, boy. Shower. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I do get it. Yeah. It's not a pun, though, is it? It's just, just saying shower get... of shit. I'm just, say, I'm just letting you get on with your shower of shit. Okay, thanks, right. mate. Yeah. Oh, there we are. Defenders don't know how to defend against tall players in 2017, so no. Duncan Ferguson might probably do do something. There we are. That's all I'm saying. In 2027, they might not either. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, we we mentioned Everton in the Europa League. Of course, they they played um, Leon at Goodison Park 
Didn't get a very good result there. The, the Everton fan who punched uh, a Leon player while holding his three-year-old son, some of you would have seen this, uh, with, with the big melee that happened when uh, Ash, um, Ashley Williams got involved. and it's, It was all a bit silly. And there was a bit of a brawl, and some of the fans came down. And I never knew something could be so funny and so depressing at the same time. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. It is one of those ones. Well, the, the, the Everton fan who did punch a Leon player, and that, that did happen, sadly. He said he was ashamed of what he did. And then he went on to say that he was angry with the club's security because they but let him, him do it. Yeah, and the others get <laughs> so close Look what to you made me do. Um, he was also angry with the players themselves because, in his words, they're supposed to be an example. Now, this is a man, this is a man who punched a fellow human being while holding his three-year-old son. And he's accusing other people of setting a good probably, example. Probably blames his son for not being able to follow up with the left. <laughs> yeah, they, they I would should, have followed up with the left. You're going to set a good example. <laughs> they should be giving them my wages. <laughs> the amount of respect I got for them. Oh, like, what? Oh, dearie, man. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was uh, not the uh, sharpest tool in the shed. And, and also, it, very as I said earlier, very very depressing mm. to see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, does, does his son get banned? Because he's been banned. Does oh, his yeah. son get? Well, his involved. son didn't actually throw a punch. No. He? So hopefully, they'll, hopefully they'll see sense. Yeah, but he was a counterweight to the pivot. I would say scandal as a three-year-old banned from football. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Well, absolutely. That's that's what I uh, that's what I question myself. It almost feels like um, this is more suited to what happens in the third season of um, of Mourinho, the TV show. I was, out, I, I was out of the police station inside half an hour with my solicitor, but I'm ashamed of what I've done. I already know. I'm not a fucking dickhead. <laughs> back to the Everton Yeah, band. why not? Why not? I was getting bored of that Mourinho stuff. I knew I'd put myself and my son in a dangerous position. <laughs> it was not intentional, but I'd been too concentrated on screaming abuse at the players for being shit. <laughs> is, this, is this better or worse than the Newcastle van punching the police horse? Pete... Can, can, suppo- we, can we have a marks out idiot? They're please? supposed to be setting an example. They're professional athletes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think John Terry's still got that Dad of the Year award? Because I know he deserves it. Maybe more on John later, of course. Um, but Cantona we... run off the pitch and gave a fan a kung fu kick in the chest. Yeah, I'm the worst thing in football. Are they deluded? Who's <laughs> <laughs> interviewing this man? Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, it doesn't look the best on video. <laughs> that was his final quote. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. he, yeah, he claims he was sort of caught in a surge, wasn't he? Yeah. And basically, oh, my fist just sort of got caught up in the current. <laughs> Sorry about that, Huddersfield fans. That's but, all right. Yeah. yeah. I thought, oh, maybe I'll just give one quote on that and we'll move on. But no. no. Ramble will prevail, it ladies will. and gentlemen. And, and, and so it should. So I apologise there. Uh, but yeah, if I... I'll tell you, another team who's doing, doing quite well in the Championship at the moment is, um, is Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> But every time I do the highlights of the week thing out on the Facebook, I just get a load of Sunderland fans going, oh, we didn't win again. I do I mean, forget they drew how many people... I do forget how many people listen to the Football Ramble who support Sunderland. I go, what, what are you... Why? Yeah, they drew there's away. for you. They drew away, uh, Pete. <laughs> no, there's plenty for them. Yeah. But stop if you do stop listening, away. please do download. A, a, a dirty plastic Geordie and, and, and news from the Championship. That's all you get. Um, by the way, um, three draws in a row for Sunderland now. Um, which if they carry on like this and draw every game for the rest of the season, they'll still get relegated. Yeah. So. It's a platform to build on. Yeah. A platform that has a trapdoor in it. And will collapse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Independently of the trapdoor. Yeah. Will Dick Advocate go back there and save the day? Will he? Will he not? <laughs> no. Again, you answers on a No, he won't. Because <laughs> knows that Willie is Dick. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Sorry. Willie Advocate. Um, <laughs> the worst Christmas drink. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, Grandmama, come downstairs. There's some Willie Advocat on the side for you. 
Mother. Season's greetings. <laughs> I brought it in from the courtyard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great impression of uh, people from Sunderland there. Yeah, I know. Um, I think that's a fantastic championship round at that, that chap. You did very Correspondence with Peter Donaldson. It is time for correspondence with Peter Donaldson. That's my name. Do wear it out. Hello, Zane Pritchard. <laughs> uh, hello there, Ramblers. Apologies if I've missed the boat with this, but I'd like to allude back to your chat. Can you allude back to a chat uh, about games being stopped for peculiar reasons? Sky Sports News uh, ran a story a few weeks ago about a game that was taking place in the lower leagues of France. Uh, the pitch was uh, located directly next to an elderly woman's house. And during the game, the ball kept on being kicked over into her garden. Uh, she, give, she became so frustrated at having to throw the ball back over time and time again, uh, so she decided to take matters into her own, her own hands. She proceeded to march onto the pitch with a plastic garden chair and take a seat on the halfway line <laughs> so the teams could no longer play, resulting in the game being abandoned. Well, just get rid of it, just move her off. You can't physically... Lift, res- her up, lift her up in the chair. Well, you're restraining a woman. Uh. But you, of course you can move, so that's a life ban. Pitch invader. Yeah. It's a garden. Yeah, so that's a life ban, and it's a it's a it's a, poli- it's a stewards matter or a police matter, and, and get rid of it. I, I, I just say... think it's a beautifully rustic scene. Like, they secu- went down to the boulangerie and enjoyed some. <laughs> what sort of security fromage. is there in that game? <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, I, didn't you say like French fourth tier or something? Yeah, I thought you probably I thought just you, a Schofield. To be fair, I thought you were going to say that they pulled it, she pulled out a knife and was just popping the ball. Yeah, I was a bit <laughs> yeah, worried. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. People used to do that down my street. Yeah, if, you, no. if your football went into a certain someone's back garden, yeah. they would pop it. Yeah, I remember my I, dad having a set two with a guy down the road because he wouldn't give our footballs back. My dad went down there and challenged him. Yeah, <laughs> challenged him to a knife off. A duel, a, yeah, a knife duel. Yeah, there was, oh a, there was a guy who used no, not, there was no knives involved. <laughs> There's a guy who lived next to me who was only too keen for you to walk through the house to get the ball. Oh, uh, so. <laughs> I mean, carry a knife for a different reason. That's what I would say. Was it the, can- um, the canoe man? It wasn't the canoe man. No. The canoodling man. Um, hello to uh, Stephen. Uh, hello, Blue Brazil. Um, well, we're always uh, keen to hear from friends. Uh, we're keen to hear from Billy Friendo. Ah, Billy Friendo. Is that his name? Uh, he has in, to be in, Australian. In Sydney, Australia. It sounds like an eighties yeah. chocolate bar. Billy the Friendo. Get yourself a Friendo. Yeah. Full of a lattice of chocolate and nuts. A Friendo. Is that um, what the guy used to say in your house? We're getting the ball back. <laughs> <laughs> you got a friendo! <laughs> it's under hey, the sofa! Hey, friendo, calm down. <laughs> it's no, no biggie. No need to call mum and dad. It's no biggie. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal Palace. <laughs> so now they officially are rubbish again. Yay. I can't like the name Gary Hours. If yeah. you, if you, uh, were, if you sacked your manager and your team was accused of being lazy, and you'd, you'd come out and go, don't worry, we're putting in the yeah, hours. <laughs> I've got a few I like more. That one, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. This one, this these, these this one particularly is, is fantastic. Ben Bennett said, uh, "My heart of the weekend is at the QPR financial fair play hearing. Harry Redknapp's <laughs> the only signed in quotes one or two players to get QPR promoted, as most of the players on big contracts were already there when they arrived. Those one or two in quotes were." Danny Simpson, Richard Dunn, Carl Henry, Charlie Austin, <laughs> Gary O'Neill, Matt Phillips, Javier Chevanton, Oguchi Inewu, Yossi Benayoun, Cole Donaldson, Aaron Hughes, Benoit Asuakoto, Tom Carroll, Nico Kranzgaard, De La Torre, Kevin Doyle, Will Keane, Madiba yeah. Maiga and Ravel Morrison. Bear boats. Yeah. Bear boats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chairman did all the hyperbole. One or two. And got... Even if he said a handful or a few... Yeah. One or... can, I, can I just squeeze a few? Okay, that's made it in. Yeah, very slim pickings. It's the name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Art Art Grimley. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Basically, if you're called like John Smith, you've got no chance. Yeah. Yeah. How good you just name. make up a name. Yeah. Yeah. Call yourself Stormzy. No one cares. I'll read it. <laughs> yeah. um, Craig Doyle. Hello, Ramblers. I have a pair of Kevin Keegan stories to bring to the banquet. A pair of them. <laughs> pair of them. Uh, and the first is Keegan's last game for Liverpool before moving to Hamburg in the summer. 
Liverpool won the league with Keegan having a phenomenal season. However, in Keegan's penultimate game, they lost the FA Cup against Man United 2-1. Four days later, it was the 1977 European Cup final in the Stadio Olimpico Rome and Liverpool were playing against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Keegan runs the game and in the process wins a penalty halved by Scottish disaster Bertie Vaults to make it 3-1 to Liverpool, winning their first European Cup. After the match, Keegan enters the dressing room and says, I have won you the European Cup there, lads, and that's my parting gift. Centre-half Tommy Smith spins around and says, but you were shit on Saturday, and then lamped him. (laughs) (laughs) If you look at the celebrations of the win, Keegan is there, but he's wearing a big pair of aviators and a black eye. Don't need to hit him. (laughs) Tommy Smith was tough. Tommy Smith was the guy that, um, was it... um... Is it Bill Shankly said about him? He wasn't. He wasn't born. He was quarried. Oh dear! Poor oh, Keggy. No need to him. No, no need to him. Story just, too. He's just trying to be light, isn't he? Yeah. He's just trying to be confident. This is the, that's the support story to the main event. <laughs> a second shorter story in my lifetime. Being a Scottish kid, I actually got the chance to go to Kevin King's soccer circus. Oh yeah, and oh, wow. got to do a bit of head tennis with the great man himself. And while oh. not knowing particularly who he was at the time, apart from knowing he was a former England manager, in doing the challenge after a poor header from myself and a determined Keegan to keep it up, uh, as in as we in the high 20s... Uh, oh, yeah, we were in the high 20s, sorry. So the, the headers happened, they yeah, got yeah. to over 20, and, and uh, Keegan was determined player. to keep it going. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and he fell over and ripped his trousers. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that, Craig Doyle. That, in Kevin Keegan's soccer circus. No, it doesn't, it doesn't... In many ways, Jim, we've got to the point now where it doesn't actually matter. No, no. Yeah. You, can, you can make up a story about him and then it will, like, happen to him the next week. The thing is, that because Jim, genuinely, the lawsuit can't get any bigger. No. So there's, there's no... And Pete's going to be a, a, a witness for the for the prosecution anyway, so... He'd fuck it up, Keegan, yeah. wouldn't he? Uh, he would <laughs> absolutely represent himself. Um, is it, you, you use the How word... How have I got life for this? <laughs> I was you, a defendant. Your solicitor's on fire, Keegan. Keegan. He's a proper raggy bastard. Making all the mistakes, getting one of them. Pop, 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 no bricks. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, 
it's um, such a bold kind of mission statement as well. You're yeah. really setting yourself up for a fall. It shows the confidence he had in himself. Yeah, during his time at Manchester United, he won 13 league titles, five FA Cups, four League Cups, two Champions Leagues, one Cup Winners' Cup. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> Chris was in the form of the Club World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Food. And the club woke up in a pear tree. <laughs> and, you know, and they didn't enter the FA Cup. Yeah. Five FA Cups. <laughs> done, done, done. What are they even four of? League Cups. <laughs> right, let's do this. We're yeah, going to do, right, do it. Right, five yeah. FA Cups. I don't know what he won three of. Four League Cups. Uh, he won. Okay, so he won 11 uh, Premier League Manager of the Seasons Award and 27 Manager of the Months Award. All right, that goes <laughs> at the top. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got one for two, two Nevilles. Okay, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Let's go three bottles of red wine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? I he think... did win two Champions Leagues. We can put the Nevilles in if you want, but I oh. fear that... Uh, I prefer Nevilles. Yeah. I All think right. he would too. Five, Five FA Cups, four League Cups, three red, red wines, two Nevilles, Nevilles and, and a Nevilles. <laughs> yeah, well rehearsed, lads. Yeah. You, you derailed that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was also given a knighthood. Oh, well, say that then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just the one oh. knighthood. <laughs> and a knighthood in front of the Queen. <laughs> and a knighthood from the, the Queen. Queen. There you go. Yeah. Right. Mm. Edit that go. together, Pete. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> a real episode for City fans, <laughs> like, this, isn't it? Whack a, whack a beat under it. <laughs> Man, City fans are loving this. They've yeah. had their one, though. Yeah, they? they have. They're, they're all right. At the, they, at the swamp. They can yeah. just look at the league table. They yeah. must have been thinking to themselves, yeah, take it. Yeah, go on. Happy Christmas, sir. Happy Christmas, Daniel. Well done, Danny, baby. Yeah. Marvellous stuff. Peter, what? Are you ready to move on to the Premier League? I'm ready Is to it move Roy back the boy? into the Premier League. <sighs> Roy the boy. What's this, Marcus? That's Roy the boy riding again. Here he comes, <laughs> riding again. <laughs> Roy the boy. Absolutely. Wanted alive. Out of the... Out of the... <laughs> <laughs> He's a cowboy. <laughs> On a steel horse, on an eagle he rides, <laughs> and he's warning, warning. Imagine him specifically riding specifically alive. <laughs> him riding an eagle like Daenerys Targaryen in a dragon. Yeah, Roy on the top of it. Can you imagine him in the garb yeah. as well? Whoa. And the and the plats. Absolutely. Yeah. Charlton fans trying to punch it can't get near it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, he wants to be a cowboy baby with this kind of performance. They were bloody brilliant. Uh, not. Uh, what have we got? We got an email from Tony Kale. Oh, go on, Tone. Yeah, yeah. Tony, like a, Tony Kale. Oh, okay. Tony Kale. Wasn't it? So is that like a vegetarian Tony Gale? <laughs> um, I'm not listening, subscribing to this podcast anymore. You've met. I've got some music for this. Hang on. <laughs> I'm not listening to or subscribing to this podcast anymore. You've made far, far too many anti-Trump comments. <laughs> I ignored the first couple because I enjoyed the show so much. It's absurd since this is a football podcast based in the UK. If I was listening to any other podcast that was US-based, then I, of course, would not be shocked by triggered liberals making comments against President Trump. Believe me, I'm used to the bombardment of lies slash brainwashing that the liberal media spews out. However, I listen to football podcasts like yours to escape that extremely biased media I have to deal with here in the US. But I can't escape it, I guess. It's funny. If it wasn't for Brexit, then I'd worry all the Brits were triggered liberals like you guys. I strongly suggest... Jess, you keep politics out of your show. Tony Curler. Oh. Just a chat. Hit me back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is Stan. 
Tony Gale's really gone down. Wow. Tony Gale. Yeah. I can't believe Tony Gale has got time for that stuff. Veggie Gale. Oh, no. <laughs> Unbelievable. The great Alex thing is, we, the one thing we do know about email complainers is that he will absolutely listen to this show. <laughs> yeah. So you'll hear that. And probably keep listening. Thank yeah. you for your email, Tony. You and, weirdo. Uh, if you want to get involved, he's not a weirdo. Well, he is a weirdo. Sure at the footballramble.com <laughs> if you want to get involved. That's sure at the footballramble.com. And we can talk about whatever the fuck we want, to be quite frank, Tony. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Bushwhacked around, chuck straight out. Ah, oh, same, unbelievable. same principle, comparable. Sim, sim. Hello, Ramblers. Hope all is well. This is from Sam in London. Uh, basically, I am quite a desperate man, or more specifically, a man desperate for you to read an email I've sent into the show twice already. Desperate Sam. Well, get the message, Sam. How's this made it in? <laughs> uh, the reason I'm trying one more time is genuinely, I do think you'll enjoy my contribution. Oh, this is almost God. get. This could go either way. This could go well, kill. This could go down the kill highway. <laughs> this is like this is like when we have a meeting before the show and people try and pitch ideas and we all say no. <laughs> I want to do a rap. Everyone said no. A while back, Marcus began an episode of the show talking about the man who drove Man United and Manchester City's first team coach right. during the days of Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Naturally, uh, you all seemed surprised that such a figure existed, but he did. His name was Derek Sutton and he was employed by the Manchester coach company Finglands, which I'm quite enjoying. Yeah, Finglands. Yeah. Finglands. Uh, he also went by the nickname of Sutty. Uh, Sutty became good friends with Ron Atkins and so much so that he was like sit in the dugout during United's away games and he was there and he was there on November the 8th 1986 when Atkinson's successor uh, Sir Alex Ferguson took uh, his place in the United dugout for the first time at Oxford United Ferguson took one look at the portly bespectacled man who was left and asked who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) Upon discovering who Sutty was Ferguson made it clear to him he would never be allowed to sit in the United dugout again and he never did the end Oh that's that's the beginning of the end for Ferguson I know (laughs) (laughs) That was his first and most most Egregious mistake. <laughs> uh, not Ron's though. No. no. <laughs> Ron wrote him up as I told you. You make that sort of decision, you'll never win the trophies I have. Oh, it's a tight ship under Big Ron Atkins, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate, it's so tight, the Man City bus driver is technically sitting in the United <laughs> dugout. When people talk about Ferguson taking over the club and eventually turning it around, the way they talk about it like, is, is that you know, the people were just drunk all the time. Yeah. This bus driver yeah. thing. It was, like, it, was like, it was like walking into like a post apocalyptic yeah. city for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big the... Ron's sat there going, ah, yeah. oh, lovely old job, isn't it? <laughs> Dugout would just be on fire. <laughs> you can't ask yourself, would you prefer preferred to play for Manchester United pre or post Ferguson? Because I'm not sure. And <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget, there's a lot of truth in this because Big Ron once famously sat in the wrong dugout at the start oh, of the yeah, game. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Might have been at Hillsborough. No, it's Man United, Man City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's still <laughs> City. <laughs> Sooty. Oh, yeah, Sooty. Yeah. Not the last time he got in trouble for that sort of language either. <laughs> Oh, wonderful, wonderful, dreadful, but wonderful. (laughs) Oh, I haven't ever jacked up this bad ever. (laughs) Naughty, very naughty. Now, oh, that was last week. Uh, Right, let's talk about Huddersfield. They managed to stop the rot with a confidence-boosting win over Bournemouth. It wasn't just a win, it was a confidence-boosting win. A penis was seen. Yeah, penis was seen. seen. Let's get to the real stuff. With apologies to Huddersfield, he put in a fantastic performance and all the Huddersfield (laughs) fans loved it and good for them, box ticked. Pete, you're the penis correspondent. <laughs> a penis was seen. Who was it? What was your impression? What can we learn from was it? Was it as well, big well, as yours? Well, I, I've, I've done some studies. I think we can discount the Jewish members of the squad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but would you kiss him on the hat? Is <laughs> <laughs> the question. Who knows? Could, be, could it be anyone? Lovely little swing on it. Yeah. Good size. Yeah. <laughs> 
We had a good. We had a, we, had, we had a long discussion on the WhatsApp group. A good size. Yeah, I agree. Lovely little swing a, on there's it. There's a thigh, <laughs> thigh tattoo involved because the thing is, it's a thigh tattoo. There, involved yeah, well, because well. no one knows who it is. I was Surely it's really the... easy to oh, find right, out. Okay, yeah. Oh dear. It was. It was absolutely fantastic to watch. Yeah. Good swing it, was on. Great, <laughs> it was a great development over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Huddersfield fans must be gutted that their um, their um, their four one win was overshadowed by one of their squad getting the old chap out. I think yeah, most yeah, people who wouldn't be on this show, the showboating though. Yeah. You should do that more often. Yeah. Just like Get imagine it, out. Yeah, no, at the, the end of the game, Newcastle should have just like done a lap of the pitch, willy copter in. <laughs> I'm for that. Yeah, indeed, yeah. But it... Yeah, yeah. We all need a hustle, I suppose. Yeah. What a what a model pro. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of model pros, ah, I'm Paul, looking forward to this one. Paul Vesky Salido. Your he, man. He told a story about Neil Warnock which surfaced this week. And we crossed live to our Paul Pesci Salido. Look alike man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, old Paul, he said, uh, when they were both at Sheffield United, Warnock took the players on a team bonding weekend to Scarborough, as you do. Yeah, glamorous. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and, and Pesky Salida said that they went ten pin bowling, and Warnock convinced everyone to put ten pound in the pot with the winner taking all. You can imagine Warnock trying to get a bit of team spirit. Come on, come Let's on. Have, we'll just have a tenner on it. Tenner's in, <laughs> tenner's in pot. Tenner's in pot. Tenner's in pot, and I'll get some pints of mild as well. Yeah, and we'll have a lovely time at the bowling. Yeah, winner takes all. I right. love bowling, do I? No one scratchings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, who's put tenner in the fruity then? <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, as Pesky Salido then went on to say, we, we all agreed for some fun. Then Warnock pulled out his own bowling shoes in custom ball, shot 250 and took all our money. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it was one of those um, resin-based balls with a, with a rose in the middle. With his yeah. name on it. Like yeah. a kingpin. Colin yeah. Wanker on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is absolutely super. Colin Strike Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads, you never get in a bowling match with me. Take all your money. I've made 150 quid here. <laughs> Who wants a pint? <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. yeah. His own shoes. Right, lads, should we begin now? Well, I love that he's <laughs> telegraphing that he's mugging them off as well and then going through with it. That's it's, the... it's like a Paul Newman-esque hustle. Yeah, yeah. it's massive. Inspirational. The same sort of hustle that Karen Brady did later on. Yeah. <laughs> The wife I said, of I said moments <laughs> earlier, we all need a hustle, Peter. <laughs> yeah. And the football ramble seems to be ours. Right, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, it, would be, it would be nice to see him uh, do very well. Now then, we move on to the uh, the main event from this whole podcast. <laughs> Luke was at Fran Park. <laughs> they lost 1-0 against Shrewsbury, which will please a uh, friend of the ramble, um, Murray James, of course. Yeah. Uh, Luke, uh, not a classic. Why did you want me to include this in the oh, ramble? because there was a really funny moment. <laughs> There's a few funny, funny moments, as there always is. <laughs> Um, one, uh, the referee missed the read blatant handball and some, uh, one man got so uh, annoyed that he was uh, ejected. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What, what was it? He was swearing or was he, was he getting... With his 10-year-old son. Good. Nice. <laughs> Imagine the sort of behaviour you have to exhibit to be kicked out, physically kicked out of Fratton Park. <laughs> because of what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, but Did his son go with him? Uh, yeah, he had to, didn't he? He could stand on his own, could he? Yeah. Well, he doesn't sound like the most responsible parent. Uh, he, his, his dad was literally like, come on. Oh, I see. <laughs> and he's like, oh, but my un- yeah. uncle Tommy's here. But, but anyway, <laughs> Portsmouth weren't, weren't that good in the first half particularly, and they went into the break 1-0 down. In the second half, they started playing really well. Uh, Kenny Jackett brought, uh, made a couple of changes, yeah. and it worked. Really well. No, they did. They, it they didn't work, did it? No, at that point, I'm, I'm putting you in the context. Okay. That, at that point, okay. I was, I mean, I'm, I'm as pessimistic as they come, and you guys know that. <laughs> but at that point, I thought, we're, we're probably, not only are we going to eat class, we're probably going to win this game. Okay. Uh, we hit the crossbar, the yeah. keeper made two world-class saves, nailed on penalty, turned down. Anyway. Got to take your chances. But the point is, we were losing 1-0, and, but the feeling was quite good. 
And uh, Christian Burgess, who plays at the back for Portsmouth, he's a, he's he's like a, he's a centre back in League One, right? So yeah. he's not he's not silky. He's just a centre back. Mm. And but the feeling was quite good at the time because we were playing well. We we're playing the ball out from the back, mm-hmm. right? Christian Burgess gets the ball. The striker's coming in to close him down, and he just nutmegs him. Lovely old job. It was a lovely, was a lovely nutmeg, right? <laughs> to the point that even though Portsmouth were losing, the fans went, hooray! Yeah. Apart from the one guy sat next to me who just got so pissed off and didn't do a nutmeg, he went, oh, don't try that again, you fucking giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Love it's it. brilliant. Lovely. I couldn't laugh properly, though, because he was terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was very, very good. Okay. Anyway, we lost the game, so the joke's on us. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I thought you might enjoy that The one. tactics work to a point. I mean, I understand what he means in one sense, but he is overlooking the fine work that that football club has been doing. Roy Roy Keane now lives his life. I'm not saying I don't agree with it, but Roy Keane now lives his life um, like a man on a permanent wind-up of every other human being on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he? Including himself. Take it with a pinch of salt, can't you? Yeah, I mean, it's over the top, certainly. The The thing with Roy Keane is there's always violence in the language. (laughs) It's really aggressive. because His words assault you. Yeah, Yeah. what he's he's doing is he's pointing out facts, but really violently. Really aggressively just pointing out (laughs) facts. Like if Wikipedia hated you. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. Have you seen my entry? (laughs) Ramble fans just changing it every time. Oh, you won't get more of that now. The thing that... Like, it's really hard to keep something on Wikipedia. I've not done it myself, but from what I've heard, it's quite difficult because people just are on it. As soon as you change something, there's, you know, thousands of people around the world checking up on the facts. The things that have been left in, that have been checked, <laughs> I was on a TV show with Gary, with, um, with Gascoigne, with Paul Gascoigne. Were you? Going fishing. No. <laughs> but according to Wikipedia... I've got an illegitimate child in Japan. Yeah, but Pete, it's, people just think, oh, well, yeah, that's true. I'm but not yeah, saying it's Pete, not Brand Donaldson. But I've heard a, a thing that um, I think Luke's told me before. That there was some test that says Wikipedia is as accurate as like a normal encyclopedia. So yeah. are you absolutely sure <laughs> yeah. that none of these things are true? I, I saw I saw a, a talk with a guy, like a scientist, I forget who it was, who said he was a particular um, expert in one strain of science and said he was asked to look at the Wikipedia page for that particular specialty that he had and just critically market and he said like, it was it was incredibly accurate it was oh really, yeah yeah, really yeah. Good. But, um, but but pete the best donaldson has done extra work he once appeared as a walker in the walking dead <laughs> incorrect never done that although i do look like but a zombie why are you bringing attention to this <laughs> yeah. it's gonna get 10 times worse totally now. That's, he worse. likes it yeah. got me edge right shitheads <laughs> yeah could have made it could have made you 32 couldn't <laughs> i know mm. Unbelievable. What, what were we talking about marcus uh Pete's chances of getting on Radio 1. Yeah. <laughs> You're too old, at that, mate. At that age, very slim. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Very good. And I'll finish with uh, this one from Isaac Hose, who says... Isaac Hose, great name. He oh, says, uh, finding out Kevin Keegan was born on Valentine's Day means everything else pales into comparison. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't Isaac Hose um, chef from South Park? That's Isaac uh, Hayes. Hayes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> someone must have been messing with his Wikipedia. I'm, I'm pleased you actually knew that because I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Jim, are you looking forward to Arsenal having a weekend off? Yeah. Hence you having a weekend off, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Marcus, do you fancy uh, a couple of uh, uh, Wikipedia entries that uh, have been changed? What about? Uh, by Ramble fans, basically. Yeah, about on me? My Wikipedia, on, my, on my Wikipedia. Oh, OK. Um, apparently my nickname was the Sledgehammer of Eternal Justice. <laughs> <laughs> was? That got wiped. That got wiped. That, that uh, You know, Wikipedia's... Uh, 
Oh, these are the ones men and women just sort of deleted. Wikipedia's editors, a.k.a. you, what? Yeah. The sledgehammer uh, of eternal Pete, justice. Pete went public about his yoga addiction, addiction in uh, 2017. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, Pete caused a nationwide stir in May 2017 where he proclaimed his top three Newcastle United signings to be uh, Gavash, uh, David Batty and Albert Luque. I actually quite like David Batty. David so. Batty was a yeah, good yeah, player yeah. for Newcastle. Uh, he speaks 14 Asian languages, has a Chinese wife and is the emperor of Japan. <laughs> And Complicated finally, that one politically, and, isn't it? And finally, for now, um, I failed to graduate due to overdue library books. That one is actually true. <laughs> you see, <laughs> that one, that one should have remained in there. I was about to say you actually told me that. Yeah. You knobhead. There we go, uh, yeah. Marcus. No, you are. No need for that. You're disrespecting your no, own education. He's just reading your Wikipedia. Man. <laughs> Apparently, you're a knobhead. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it does. You see all the workings out at the end. Conclusion, knobhead. knobhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you type in knobhead in Wikipedia, it forwards to Pete. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Just oh. like Google Images. Yeah, there we are. 40 worms. points. Treats himself to a worm for every point mm. they got in the Premier League. <laughs> Spaghetti worms. <laughs> yeah. Worms and meatballs. Worm bolognese. Oh, but before we talk about uh, Manchester City versus... Chelsea, let's go to the emails with PTD. Yeah, just a quick couple, to be honest, Marcus, because we have got an email special later on uh, this week, so look out for that. Keith from Texas says, Hey, gents, not sure if you got up on this uh, on the Brit broadcast, but the US broadcast of the Liverpool-Newcastle game delivered my highlight of the weekend. Uh, Peter Drury commented that Rafa was putting on another layer against the cold, wise man that he is. Cut to two shirtless Newcastle fans making V-signs and shouting indiscriminately. (laughs) Peter Drury then says, And those are Geordies. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Keith from Texas. Also, uh, Chris in Auckland. I do think police officers are as hapless as that and you can get away with crime. So he showed you Robocop. <laughs> yeah, Couldn't he fly in three? Oh, shut up, Pete. Oh, Marcus, come on. Fly. Let's go to the championship, the old farm derby happened. Two very late yeah. goals. Norwich won Ipswich one, of course, was the result. Tim Closer missed a good chance earlier in the game. Made amends, though, Didn't he? with that injury time winner. Mick McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. A man who does not obey the public trust. <laughs> Marcus, tell them. I'll protect the innocent. Tell people, people listening who may not have seen this what Mick McCarthy, and you say he was accused of doing it. <laughs> He did it. He was doing it. <laughs> what did he do? Uh, he told his own fans to fuck off. <laughs> he celebrated a allegedly, goal. Allegedly. No, he celebrated a goal yeah. in their biggest game of their season <laughs> yep. by screaming, fuck off, to his own fans. No, even better than that, it was the fist going yeah. right fist in there. As well. going yeah. right, no, I would not say that's a fist pump. That was a that was an uppercut. That's going in there. That's, right up the ass. Like, Fuck that. you. <laughs> up the ass. Explain that to People the... who pay my wages up to the wrist. Hey, imagine <laughs> explain that to the director. <laughs> I know what you're saying, Mick, but the fans are quite important. Mick, Mick, calm, calm, calm down, Mick. Calm uh, down, Mick. They can't hear you now. Stop saying it. Mick. I were, I were, I were, no, what I were doing was... I were, I were pretending I was fishing out some grass from a tractor, yeah. and it was a tribute to the match. Yeah. You can imagine the director saying that, and Mick McCarthy goes, no, I don't know what you're saying, but it's me against them. Fuck them. <laughs> and you. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a shame for Big Mick, because, of course, Ipswich scored on the 89th minute. And, and were uh, my delivering a calf. <laughs> <laughs> like what a farmer would do, yeah? <laughs> oh... United, they're still in it. They are. But they're out of the Champions League. They also are. But, you know, <laughs> but, just, but just move on, Jim. I mean, it's not a big... It's good to yeah, see Ollie isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Mourinho said, I don't want to make a drama out of it. We don't have time no, for that. No, we know you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the point. We all know you don't want to do Because you're usually so bad at that, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. We don't have time for it. I, I think we do, yeah. shall we say. Yeah. We'll find time. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll make room in our schedules, yeah. <laughs> well, he said, we have a match on Saturday. That's football. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, Nothing he... to see here apart from a humiliating home defeat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a well-deserved one as well, I think it's fair mm. to say, given the way they approach both games. He also said after the game, um, that he's twice sat in that chair as manager of Porto and Real Madrid after knocking Man United out of the Champions League. So it's not a situation they're not used to. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. It's brilliant, isn't yeah. it? Real yeah. Madrid. Well, Real Madrid won here. So, well, there's, there's so many layers to that as well, because what it's say, also saying, um, in addition to how ridiculous it is, it's also saying... <laughs> I've I've lost. We've lost before. We'll lose again. Yeah, no, wait, we don't want to hear about that now. You should just be happy we go out of a group. Yeah, <laughs> that's essentially what you're saying. Let's it? remember some of my past achievements. Yeah, <laughs> when I wasn't the manager, you're that was specifically at your expense. Yeah. Look how lucky you are to have me. Yeah, incredible. It's absolutely wonderful. I, I, I did. We did say that. Stop trying to bring him in. I'm talking about your fault. I'm talking about you. Now now that you are him, you're defending him. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I become everything I hate. Uh, Hello to Callum. Hello, Callum. All right, Callum. Uh, Hello, lads. Uh, On the latest show, I was delighted to hear a mention of Kevin King's soccer circus. Mm. That oft-forgotten relic of (laughs) mid-noughties football patter. I love it how everyone calls it a soccer school. But with Keegan, it's a soccer circus. I know, yeah. What I like... No, I think it... Wasn't it called a soccer circus or something? No, it was. It was. It was. That it was, was the name of it. Yeah. yeah. That genuinely... Yeah. Was, that's what I mean. Like, everyone else, it would be a soccer school. Growing up in Glasgow, I was about 14 uh, when a school friend invited me along to the soccer circus for a day out. It was fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> We were the only people there, and the board staff let us go round twice extra for free. It makes it sound like it was an amusement. Yeah, 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 I think, no, I think like it was like train. an experience type yeah. thing. It wasn't like a Bobby Charlton type thing. I, was no. oh, I think like it was a... it was a travelling like <laughs> mini soccer theme park. What? Yeah. Involved. We talked about this years ago. Name on it, didn't oh. Take your head, mate. Kevin Keegan's football clusterfuck. Yeah. Give it it's a fucking shit. Yeah. Give it a Google. Why are you um, firing me out of a cannon? As we were. As we were leaving, though, we noticed the great man himself exiting the office. Ah. So he didn't have to stick around. <laughs> he was clearly just a, a figurehead, promotional yeah. figurehead. But no, he puts the hours in, no. and that's oh, why yeah. Keggy oh, is brilliant. Yeah. Two people in that day. Yeah. <laughs> if, if my name's on the door, I really should be there every yeah. day. I should be checking fire exits. I'm not a lion tamer. Don't put me in the cage with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were the only people there, as I said, uh, and boss stuff. Let us go around twice extra for free. Uh, we approached Keggy tentatively. I, a lifelong Man City fan, like my dad, was wearing an all five all six home shirt. Uh. We're talking Barn. We're talking Vassell. We're talking Fowler. Uh, my friend was wearing a bright orange Valencia away shirt he'd gotten on holiday. Keegan was initially very friendly, but when I asked him to sign my City shirt, he said, I'm not fucking signing that. It was the season after I left. Oh. Oh. Fair enough, to be fair to Keegan. No turning, need to swear. No turning, need to swear. turning his attention briefly to my friend, he pointed at the Valencia shirt and said, what the fucking hell is that? We were 14. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone off on one, hasn't he? Um, yeah, we, he returned to my shirt, signing it reluctantly and commenting uh, commenting on how fi- uh, filthy it was. Uh, hmm. Filthy? You want to give that a wash, kid? Maybe he's in a bad <laughs> mood after a recent pratfall. Maybe. <laughs> I took my signed shirt home and immediately put it in a frame which would fall off the wall and smash it a few days later because, of course, it did. <laughs> yeah, apparently, you also took the Valencia shirt off the kid, washed it in his washing machine and it shrunk it. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, I lost touch with the school friend, uh, but I hope somewhere there's still an orange Valencia away shirt with a massive Kevin Keegan signature. Maybe he's listening to the show. Inexplicably sharpied on it. Pete, maybe we can re- 
re, uh, what's the word? A reunion. Get them back to their reunion. The reunion islands. I mean, we must, generation-wise, we must have a lot of listeners who went to that soccer circus. So do get in touch. Did anyone end up being a professional footballer? That's what I want to know. Uh, so thank From you. going to a Kevin Keegan soccer themed <laughs> theme park. It's like Mr. Blobby World, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the soccer circus uh, close for So did anyone ever become a TV presenter by meeting Noel Edmund? <laughs> the soccer circus close for a good eighth month later. Oh, so, okay. There we go. Get Callum. Uh, hello to. I think he made the donation, but he wouldn't wear the shirt. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. That, that's, that's, you're right, because you reminded me there. Sheffield United beat West Ham 3 0 in the they running. Did. In they the running. And yeah, I, th- yeah. I think Warnock probably thought. Oh, ah, we've got a chance here. Safe as houses. But um, it's so funny because into do you guys remember just to, on the on the Tevis thing and the Warnock? Because really, what we're talking about here, but it was a great escape from West Ham as well. It was, yeah, with two players that were illegally bought. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but but what we're talking about here, really, a, a, a bit a big facet of this is this Warnock um, at the at the at the um, at the sort of forefront of, of ramming this unfair thing yeah. through. Because no other, I mean, Charlton Athletic were also really good. They didn't complain as far as I know. I mean, maybe they did, but it wasn't. There wasn't as much made of it. But do you guys remember in 2011 when Carlos Tevez had a bust up with Roberto Mancini in a Champions League game? In what mm. against Bayern? And uh, he refused to come. Well, they said he refused to come on. Yeah. And he later said, "No, I refused to warm up." Mancini came over to me. I can't remember who it was against. It was away from home. It was Bayern, I think. Right. Mancini, if you remember, Mancini goes over. No, to I remember him it very well. And yeah. says, "Warm up," and he says, "No, no, no I'm." War-. He said, "I said, oh, I'm already." There's two up. differing accounts. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But the funny thing is that oh, there's not the point. The point is at that point, Neil Warnock was managing QPR, right? Not involved. Not involved in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. no, no need to. You know, if you get asked about that in a press conference, I'm, I'm here yeah. to talk about Queen's Park Rangers. If he was managing Bayern the... Munich, it yeah, might have been relevant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the sooner he leaves the country, the better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like uh, Terry Butcher's, uh, uh, you know, always going on about marriage. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Warnock will keep going about this. Oh, yeah, this. This quote is brilliant as well. I can't see it being sorted by him staying. Two weeks ban is a disgrace. <laughs> Within a few months, he'll be kissing another badge. Yeah. <laughs> Warnock <laughs> cannot let it go. Well, it, oh, you're having that, Jim. I'm, I'm in another it. two weeks, he'll be kissing another oh, badge. Oh, I'm t- this is music to my ears. I'm Team Warnock on this. So, yeah, add some words for Richard Scudamore as well. Oh, yeah. This is Warnock. I'd love to get him in a room on my own for an hour, no holds barred. <laughs> if it was any other club, Scudamore would have made sure the facts came out. I find it amazing that he has kept his job. If it had been a big club, the truth would come out earlier and it would have been sorted. Yeah. I'd batter him all round that room, I tell yeah. you. I'll all punch him, do yeah. I? <laughs> He's a good dead man. <laughs> it makes a good cop. <laughs> oh, but anyway, listen, Sheffield Rob, United. if you want to... Cheers for one to come along. <laughs> you get four or five years. If, unless I read this wrong, and forgive me if I have, but Jose Mourinho caused a bit of uh, a shock in the room when he gave Manager's Player of the Year award to Scott McTominay. This is brilliant. Yeah, it's incredible. That is, that is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it's that he's done it's that. such a murk, isn't it? It really it's is. Brilliant. I, I wonder how McTominay feels about all this. Because Do you know does what? he take it at face value, or does he think, I'm being used as a, a weird example Let, here? Let's be honest, it's the closest thing Mourinho can do to giving himself the award. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is, isn't it? It's Five Premier League starts this season. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, is that disrespectful yeah. to... Uh, Play the total of 640 minutes yeah. in, all, in all compositions. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I've read that right, that he gave him the yeah. award. No, sorry, I, that's in Premier League and Champions League competitions. I, I, saw, I saw a quote from him about this saying that um, you know, he doesn't look at players and, you know, young players and senior players. He just looks at um, just looks at players. And he said, uh, and I love this kid. It's like, well, hang on. <laughs> like, where? 
They're all kids to him. Yeah. The other players that they need to step up. Do you think he? Yeah, was... but I love it how he's just politicised. What's supposed yeah. to be quite a nice event. Do you yeah. think that he was more or less entertaining as Manchester United manager at the at the Manchester United end of season awards than Louis Van Gaal was? Never at that time. No. Is it a lady with the saxophone. <laughs> The saxophone, they're never going to beat that. <laughs> Give a big applause! Yeah, before you move on to Van Gaal, and I don't want to get in your way. <laughs> I, I really don't. Um, five Premier League starts for McTominay. Yeah, it is, <laughs> that is so funny, isn't it? It's like he's only just realised he can use academy players. <laughs> yeah, he got really carried away. Yeah, well, there we are. Uh, but, but yeah, it is worth remembering. One, one of those games, can I just say, of the five Premier League starts... Is it, was the one against Crystal Palace the one where he had to come off at half-time because they were 2-0 down? Oh, I can't remember. I they won that 3-2. I mean, Matic scored the winner, didn't he? Matic got a goal of the season. for. If it's the same Crystal Palace match we're talking about. Yeah, they were 2-0 down at half-time. Matic scored and the winner. And they came back and won 3-2. Yeah, that's right. No, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure McTominay got dragged in that I game. I can't remember. So basically, one of the five, and there's only five that he started, <laughs> 20% of those games, he got, he got the hook at half-time because his team were two down against Crystal Palace and they ended up winning 3-2. Clarity, yeah, that. Yeah. That's player of the year material for me. Unquestionably. Five Premier League stars. Unbelievable. It's only five more than you. You've got, you got, you got to think about what Romelu Lukaku thinks of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Little naughty boy. As you were at Newcastle for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Little naughty boy. Uh, James Hill just wanted to make a comment about um, the fact that he's living in Dubai the past couple of years. He's uh, dealing with uh, Keys and Grey out on Middle East TV. Oh, Apparently, uh, this, new, um, th- this new thing they're really annoyed about, modern football and nonsense, is to get angry about uh, the Stoke Palace match where... Um, Ryan Shawcross led the team out on the pitch. It was noticed by Keys that some of the mascots were children of the players. I've not noticed this end of season tradition before because it is completely irrelevant and dismissed it immediately as a harmless talk and the kids have probably been looking forward to for a couple of weeks. But not Keys. He was actually in- incensed that anyone in the Stoke team or their spawn should ever consider a jo- enjoying the occasion for what was literally five minutes. According to Keys, there is a big difference between holding your own child's hand before a match instead of the hand of a child you don't know. Uh, after the match, uh, <laughs> Keys was adamant that the, the fact that some of the players walked out with their kids contributed to the defeat and therefore ultimately gave them relegation because they had the audacity to enjoy the match. Richard Keyes there, a man who literally had sex with his daughter's friend. <laughs> happened. It yep. happened. Martin Nash. Here's an eye like the weekend. James Dunn and Jimmy G- Dunn. Pete, Jimmy and Mark have gone. So gone no, 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 yeah. Martin, I don't like the intensity. It's the Luke Peach off. Martin Nash says uh, highlight of the weekend was uh, James Dunn and Jimmy Dunn. Who knows that in, we're in between the club season and the World Cup? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about right said Fred. <laughs> Giving them the kudos that perhaps they didn't receive fully no. in the 90s. Um, but they have now, so mm. we can kick on. Yeah. Uh, who'd like to hear about me meeting Kevin Keegan? Literally yes. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Is him. that your first point of order? <laughs> Who would like to hear about me meeting Kevin Keegan? Did I'm, you treat him with a bit more respect than you usually bloody do, Marcus Speller? I know, what? One of my favourite footballers. Oh, Pete, I managers. reckon it was one of the worst displays of two faces you've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. It was Disgusting. really nice to yeah. Iago Disgusting. style levels of <laughs> yeah. two-faced turncoatery. No, I haven't... I, look, do I respect Kevin Keegan <laughs> at Arsenal Fan TV? I respect one of those things, yeah. and it's Kevin Keegan. Um, <laughs> No, I just find a few things rather amusing about the man of what's happened. Like, to like him. what? 
Well, let's well, have some highlights. We, we know all this. What was it like to actually meet him? <laughs> he's genuinely a lovely man. He's exactly as you would imagine. People love that man as well, and rightly so. I have to say, though, uh, no sooner had he walked into the room uh, and, and he shakes everybody's hands and very congenial, very lovely, he sat down. And I'm not joking. The first story he tells... Now, I don't know whether this is... Uh, a recent thing, or back in the day when he was playing in Liverpool, but he, for some reason, he told some story. Obviously, theft is not funny, etc., and so on. But he told a story about his car radio getting nicked when he was in Liverpool. Did he? <laughs> that was his opening thing. Incredible. Well, that was his anecdote. I had my car stereo stolen in the place where everyone says car stereos get stolen. Yeah, so uh, I, I think it was probably from yesteryear. But, um, <clears throat> okay. but there we are. There but we a go. lovely man nonetheless. They're, they're not removable anymore, surely, are they, Marcus? I've no they idea. probably are yeah. if you're Kevin Keegan. <laughs> I, I, fit in, I fit in my own it's car dissolved. stereo and it's definitely not removable, so I can yeah. concur it's not. Okay. There we are. But a lovely chap. Genuinely, very, very lovely. Still thinks, a meeting of minds. Still yeah. thinks penalties are a lottery, though. Yeah. Despite mm. the overwhelming well, we'll, evidence, we'll, myself we'll, and others well, suggested. You never played the game. Yeah. So, we'll exactly. also find out about that in the summer, I expect. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. He did admit that uh, when he took England to Euro 2000, that um, they had these ideas in place, and then when they tried to implement them and they didn't quite work, they didn't have much of a plan to back that up. Right. right. You know, and I Doesn't thought... sound like Kevin <laughs> managerial career at all. Well, wait, wait, Kevin, what are we going to do next? Well, I thought that would work. So, <laughs> anyone got any ideas? Because I genuinely thought that was going to work. Tino's turned up to the match drunk. Let's play with yeah. Barry Venison in the role. Yeah. What, what's the tactical style? Hope, mainly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're playing a hope, hope too. The force of my charisma and goodwill. Yeah. Oh, but which, England can, look, which can get you pretty far. They can do. When you're Kevin Keegan. England look like they've got a plan on the Southgate, don't they? So there is an angle here for Morocco, who I think are a better team than people think. I, I saw Morocco, Iran through the group. I actually think it's... <laughs> well, it was Uruguay and Costa Rica in 2014. That's true, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not having... Spain in disarray is still way more organised than everyone. Oh, they'll still be England. England. Yeah. <laughs> they'll still get out of the group. I think, yeah. I think it's actually quite a nice group, that one. I think that people might think that Portugal and Spain might breeze it. And they might. What's, what's the, the party group is Group H, though, isn't it? Japan, Senegal... Colombia, Poland. Oh, beautiful. Lovely. Beautiful. Just, yeah, that's one. nice. That's a lot of fun. That is nice. Yeah, Hang on a minute. Breaking news. Julian Lepetegui has been sacked one day before the World Cup starts. <laughs> Come on. There you go. disarray. Yeah. There Wow. Spain are doing a France. Yes. England have got a chip. No, no, yeah. don't go that far. They're on the other no. side of the draw. doesn't matter. <laughs> England have got a ch- chips. Do you want to some chips? Oh by the BBC, goodness. the Spanish Football Federation have confirmed they've sacked Julian Lepetegui as manager just over 24 hours before the World Cup begins. We'll that cover that that's why we're recording in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> that is mad. That is insane. Surely you've got to get someone in who's got World Cup experience, who knows how to take a team, and it's called Sven Goran Eriksson. <laughs> Imagine if they got Sven in. <laughs> Gonna get in. It's got to be him, isn't it? Zidane. Don't They're getting game. Zidane imagine in. They got Zizou in. Oh, imagine. Oh, oh, from Champions League winner to World Cup winner. All he does is win. Far bit for me to dampen the excitement, but they'll probably give it to the assistant. Yeah. It's one day before <laughs> yeah. the World Cup starts. Piss off, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> That's right off. What about Pep. Del Bosco? Get him back. What's yeah, he Pep doing? in for the summer. Being horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, see. Well, who the fella? Uh, was it Camacho with the sweaty armpits? Yeah. 2002. It's great that it's not us having this deal with, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Give it a couple Come more days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> My giddy aunt, I didn't know. <laughs> Paul Pogba had another good game. 
did, Fant- yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly my point. Yeah. Marini, yeah. Marini. And uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Wait, Wayne Rooney has moved twice, and now there's a Wayne Rooney day in Washington, I've, I've, D.C. I personally yeah. enjoyed I personally David De Gea, though. David De Gea. True. Uh, yeah. I personally enjoyed... Let's call it outfield players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a caveat with goalkeeper. I've personally enjoyed every single Mourinho player in the first game of the World Cup, emerge out of the tunnel like someone who's been kept in a basement for five what years. What is this beautiful <laughs> Rub- Rubbing their eyes, looking at a football like it's been like like a caveman discovering fire, yeah, like poking yeah, it, yeah. and then being brilliant. Eating a dragonfly. Yeah, but do you know what? <laughs> that was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just so grim. I forgot about that. <laughs> do you think it's because he's got his gloves on? He's just got to gob it out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so grim. Like when sometimes a goalkeeper gets a defender over to do his shoelaces. Yeah. Defender jogs over. What do you need? Shoelaces, it? Dragonfly. <laughs> Protein, <laughs> We all need protein. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think that if you, if you played under... Santa slap on the bum. Where's me thing? Come on. Lord. Yeah! Pete, My nickname... Stop. No, go on. How does that work? Because you didn't yeah, have a guess that you, Yeah, you've got a guess. Yeah, you, you said got stop. You've got a guess. You can't tell you anymore the clue. No, I can say... No, you can't tell you anymore the clue. You've got a guess. Kaladze. Incorrect. Yeah, I didn't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said get on with it. Carry on, Peter. My nickname is... It's the last clue. My nickname... So, Mark is out of the game. My nickname, no, that's not. No. Yeah, because you've had a guess on the clue. clue. You didn't listen to you the clue. You can't have another guess on the clue. It. That's why I said carry on, and then you said, no, you've got a guess. You can't stop it. And that I'd only started the next clue, Mark. Carry on, Pete. You're listen, in charge of this, Sorry, Marcus. That's Paul. <laughs> My nickname is El Grinta. I don't know anyway. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, have you all struck out? Yeah. Wow. This is rare, isn't it? I'm not it? allowed enough. No, Marcus, all right, what would no, you no, have no. said? What would you have said then, Marcus? Barry Grintles. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Grintles. <laughs> it's not Barry Glintles, Marcus. <laughs> it's Christian Panucci! Oh! So there we go, another Best Of special in the can. We're going to be back next week with our final Best Of episode from this little run, uh, this time from last season. And then we're back in the studio next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Football Ramble. We will see you then. All right, everyone. It's the no. true Johnny here. <laughs> Big Johnny. Have we not got homes to go to? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? I work in Holland and Barrett, showing off my muscles and selling creatine powder to papers. Does he? Is that what he does? This was a Radio Stakhanov production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.